Here they come, your Camarda wealth leaders, slashing taxes, dominating risks, relentlessly pursuing profits, protecting your assets, and keeping you in stitches while leading to greater riches. Your Camarda wealth leaders with Johnny Hotstocks, Camarda, Sonia Embraceable U. Elia, Rob Bulmu Shevlin, also known as the financial anesthesiologist, you'll see why, and me, Jeff, I want to be a doctor, Camarda. You're listening to the Camarda Wealth Leaders on WER, Camarda Wealth Education Radio. Let's face it, wealth matters to living a longer, better life for you and your family. Our goal is to painlessly educate you with uncommonly shrewd advice to help grow and protect your wealth. And while we aim to keep you laughing all the way to the bank, never imagine we're not dead serious about money. Jonathan Camarda is a certified private wealth advisor, certified financial planner, chartered market technician, chartered financial consultant, certified fund specialist, chartered life underwriter, and board certified in mutual funds. Jeff is a certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant, chartered financial analyst, certified fund specialist, chartered life underwriter, and board certified mutual funds. He's also an enrolled agent admitted to represent clients with unlimited IRS practice rights, holds a master's of science in financial services, and is a PhD student in the American College's financial and retirement planning doctoral program. Besides being Camarda's chairman and chief investment officer, Jeff is also a working research academic in Wealth Matters. The Camarda team believes deeply in financial education and expertise and is proud to have Dr. Tang Bray as our chief financial analyst, who is also a university professor and working wealth research academic. Camarda Wealth Advisor Group offers private wealth management, including no commission portfolio management through Camarda Financial Advisors and other financial services as described in our boring end of the show disclosure. Folks, welcome to yet another edition of Camarda's Wealth Education Radio. You're here in a booth with me, Jeff. I want to be a Dr. Camarda, Sonia, Embraceable You, Elia, Rob Bullmoose-Shevlin, also known as... Financial Anesthesiologist. Financial Anesthesiologist. If you're new to the show, you'll find out why in a little bit. And uh, my brother, Johnny Hotstocks Camarda. And we are joined uh, this week by a very, very special guest. Uh, and I think you'll find the discussion fascinating. Uh, Dr. Sandy um, the Timmerman, who is a professor of gerontology at the American College in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, where I'm, I'm going through doctoral studies myself. And she holds a Ph.D. from the lauded Columbia University in New York City. Welcome this morning to the program, Dr. Timmerman. Thank you so much, Dr. Well, I had to be, be careful. Don't let that get out yet. I just want to be a doctor now. But uh, how how would you like us uh, to refer to you as uh, as Doctor Timman or Sandy? I think you can call me Sandy. Let's keep this informal and lively. Well, thank thank you very much for the uh, for the liberty. So uh, you know, I found your course in gerontology fascinating, and as you know, we had a very um, lively discussion of financial literacy issues as people get older. And one of the papers that you had us read um, had to do with uh, the uh, purported decline in financial decision-making capacity uh, with age. Dr. Finke out of Texas Tech uh, co-authored a paper which seemed to show a very close quantitative relationship between age and uh, and decline of financial literacy using uh, um, the, a fairly well-regarded survey instruments, um, but uh, you know uh, you didn't, and and now I don't think that the relationship is really that clear. Uh, would you care to expand on that? 
I'd like to. Uh, there are certainly some declines, and I think anyone over 40 or 50 knows it's harder to remember rote numbers and recall words. You know, you hear people try to grasp for words. But on the other hand, there are brain functions that increase and at least stabilize into your 70s and 80s, which I think are more important for decision-making, the executive function. So you have two counterpoints, and neither of them are incorrect. Uh, it's a way of looking at the brain, and we can talk a little bit more about that if you'd like. So I think you're referring to the so-called crystallized knowledge or, or you know, the uh, wisdom in the popular vernacular, kind of yes, count, countervailing, right. you know, something. called crystallized intelligence, and what that means is that people as they age and their brain changes as well uh, are able to look at concepts drawing on experience and look at the big picture, get rid of the things that are not as important, and uh, that function, which uses past knowledge to make better decisions, is much stronger as you age. The fluid intelligence is a different function. That's the ability to quickly absorb numbers and new knowledge. Uh, not that you can't do it, but I think in the field of finances, you often have numbers that are put of you and they need a context when you get older. Yeah, actually I used to enjoy doing that uh, back in my CFA study days, but, but now I, I enjoy more paying other people to do it, I found. <laughs> I have a quick question, <laughs> yeah. actually. So, Don't um, ask me to do any math. Yeah, no. Yeah. But actually, it's kind of off base, but just wondering if this research has um, any possibility that Jeff will become more reasonable as he continues to age. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can't guarantee that. But, <laughs> yeah, but you'll be beyond be your working years. That's so remember, reasonableness is what I say. It's fine. I'm getting very reasonable. <laughs> you, you'll be on a hammock. So I think, you know, I think that, that begs a very interesting question, which is financial literacy in general, which a lot of studies seem to indicate is, uh, is quite low, at least in this country, or probably worldwide. And it really is it a is it a function of age or or simply ignorance or lack of interest, you know? Because you know we find we deal with clients certainly a lot of them that are older and in pre or, or in retirement years, but certainly some younger ones too. And some of them seem to get it, uh, even at particularly advanced ages, and some don't. Rob, what's your take? You've you know been around the business for a while. Um, do you think that it's uh, um, the, that people as they get older become less competent to make financial decisions? You know, cognitive, real, genuine cognitive issues aside? I think there's probably a good split. I mean, we have a lot of clients, you know. I've been here going up on six years. And we have, you know, when I first came here, I noticed, you know, we had a pretty high proportion of clients that were retirees. And I've met a number of our clients in their 70s and 80s. And I thought they had a pretty good acuity in terms of, you know, how they thought about the market and they kept on, on top of things. Uh, sometimes they dwell on a few things that I thought would get off the beaten path, but for the most part, uh, I was surprised that so many of them were actually uh, pretty sharp. But it also might be because those people had achieved a higher level of success 
financially and in their professional careers. I'm not so sure if that distorted, you know, if that was the norm out there. Now, clearly, as my parents aged, my parents, you know, were you know middle-income people. My dad was pretty up on this stuff. My mother could never, you know, pay, you know, follow this stuff, and so as a result, I've had to step in uh, because of. Well, you live in the farm, so you probably step in quite a bit, don't you? Step in, it's how you step down, out. Down, boy, down, boy. That's how you get out of it. <laughs> That's right. We're back in a moose cage. Anyway, do you want to complete that thought? Or did uh, I don't know. Oh, please please, go, please go ahead, Sandy. He can use the help. Yeah, go ahead, Sandy. Oh, all right. Well, I think the individual difference is important to remember because just because you're older doesn't mean you're all the same. I think, in fact, personalities become even stronger as you get older, as many of you would know. Uh, the other piece is that the more education you have and the higher your income and assets, the more likely you are to have uh, stronger uh, abilities. And then I think third, a lot of people just are not into finance. So I was on a panel with uh, someone from Harvard who also does research on the brain who talked about how we need to take over decisions of people over 50 because they can't make decisions. And the thing that popped out of my mouth was, well, younger people aren't making good decisions either about financial matters because of the inertia in employee plans. You know, very few people really change what is in their 401k, whether they're old or young. And I think it goes back to confidence for some level of people, and certainly with women, we've done a lot of studies, even professional women, uh, seem to have lack of confidence. So there are many variables, and to make any flat statements about decline is difficult. And then one more thing I'll say since I have my soapbox is that there is a difference between uh, a normal brain aging and the disease of dementia. And I think those two get mixed and very different uh, trajectories. I, by the time perhaps you're 85 or 90, the Alzheimer's Association estimates that one out of every two people will have some type of dementia. So there is the possibility that you get into very old age uh, that you really will lose function. But one out of two, that means half of them are still doing pretty good. So. Those are just some things that come to mind in this discussion. Yeah, and we come up on a break in about 60 seconds, but that's a fascinating uh, topic that I'd like to carry over into the next segment. Now, particularly useful to our listeners, how do you tell the difference? It's uh, such a slippery slope between, you know, I'm fine, I'm thinking fine, and um, what's the difference between, you know, organic or, or true functional degradation and, and, you know, and, and just, you know, normal behavior, um, especially as it uh, um, the, uh, impacts financial decisions, and, and when, how, what, at what point maybe should somebody not be making their own financial decisions. So I think that, that's a robust spotter for the, uh, for the next segment as, uh, as we tick down here. And I know that you have some very, uh, very uh, strong views on that, Doctor, and I'm looking forward to hearing them. Uh, folks, you are uh, listening to the Camarda Wealth Education uh, Network here in Jacksonville, Florida, and Tampa, out of Tampa Bay, Florida, 
Uh, stay with us. We'll be back right after this break for this scintillating discussion of what to do with your finances as you get even more senior than you are. Stay with us. You're listening to the Camarda Wealth Leaders on WER Wealth Education Radio. This show is previously recorded. For private or on-air questions or to request free white papers or other educational materials or to schedule a complimentary no-obligation consultation about today's or any other wealth matter, call us at 888-CAMARDA. Write it down, folks. 888-CAMARDA. That's C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Charlie Alpha, Mike Alpha, Romeo, Delta Alpha, 888-CAMARDA. Call it now and keep it handy for wealth emergencies. Camarda Wealth offers complimentary, that's free folks, portfolio reviews to listeners. Get us your statements and we will thoroughly examine your portfolio, give you opinions on the risk and quality of each position you own, as well as how wisely we believe the whole thing holds together and how efficiently it addresses your needs and goals. At the same time, we'll also opine on how protected your assets are from financial predators, your estate plan, tax savings opportunities, and other ways we can think that you can cut risk, avoid probate, save money, and just plain get richer faster. Did I mention this service was free? Just call us at 888-CAMARDA, that's C-A-M-A-R-D-A, 888-CAMARDA, to set up your free portfolio review now. Folks, you are back with your Kamado Wealth Leaders here on Wealth Education Radio. Continuing the discussion about financial decision-making in older age, uh, pre-retirement, post-retirement, and, uh, and, uh, and even later. And uh, where we left it before the break was, um, how do we tell the difference? You know, you had mentioned, Dr. Timmerman, uh, that uh, some, something like one of and two, roughly half the population by the time they're in their 80s, will show some legitimate symptoms of cognitive decline. Um, and how do you tell a difference between a healthy and a functional and perhaps, you know, um, uh, somewhat uh, bombastic older person, like, you know, like I, I probably will become, uh, and somebody who's, who's really having trouble thinking, remembering, making good decisions. And I think that's, you know, as you know, that, that, that was a fascinating topic to me, is, you know, how do we people protect themselves as they get older from making poor decisions, buying expensive products, getting stuck with, you know, really getting abused uh, because they lack legitimate decision-making capacity? How do you protect against that, and when should we? So what, you know, that that was a mouthful, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on all of that. Well, it's a a really interesting topic because people begin to show, first of all, Alzheimer's, or dementia, which could be vascular dementia, or Parkinson's, is an organic deterioration of the brain. And so that is, in a sense, a disease, while other people may be forgetful, but they don't have the disease, and there are ways to differentiate those two. I think that the hard part, particularly in financial services, is that People begin to show some symptoms of dementia, but they haven't been diagnosed with it. And they may not really, they may be aware that they're uh, having some trouble, but they either don't want to admit it to themselves or their family, or they really are not aware of it. So for all of us who are family members or who are in the financial services field, it's kind of tricky to, you know, figure it out. One of the first things that seems to happen is the lack of ability to manage 
money. So people aren't balancing their checkbooks. Not that everybody does, whether they've got good brains or not. But uh, missing appointments, uh, you begin to pick up on it and you say to yourself, well, every now and then I might overdraw on my checking account. But that is consistent behavior. And so there are different signs of, of dementia versus typical age-related changes, which I did talk about, but I'll take a breath and have you ask a question. And, and one of the things that, that we often see, and I'd like you know, to get maybe some of the other uh, perspectives experience on this, is you know, people really getting sold bills of goods that harm them significantly financially, you know, particularly with abusive no annuity products. I remember back in, uh, in the 90s, a fellow, and I'll say he was 85, you know, bought an, an annuity that he, the surrender charges, you know, uh, um, uh, continued past his likely lifetime. This guy can never get his money back unless he died. Yeah, Corrupt I mean, this is, this is a problem. Well, I, I think I should hear from people, from you, uh, you all, because you're working with people directly. So I'd like to get your thoughts on it, too, and then I'll comment. Rob, give us a brief burst from Mooseland, would you? Well, I think, you know, a good example is we met with somebody about a week ago, and, you know, she was being solicited by uh, somebody who I would say is a registered rep as well as an insurance advisor, and, you know, she's got some money that's got to last her her lifetime and probably looking at another 20 to 25 years if she has a, a, a normal a longer lifespan because her it's in her family, uh, but I think she she was having struggles determining, you know, are they really giving her the right advice, good advice? And I know that from the long term care policy that she bought, that I had questions about uh, the advice that the advisor gave her at the time because it was not a high quality company who had a history of making it very difficult for policyholders to collect that claims time, which is the reason why you get insurance in the first place. Yeah, so, you know, and, and interesting, you know, uh, um, uh, perspective on one of the, the comments I made earlier is that she, you know, she wasn't sure why, but her crystallized knowledge or wisdom kind of protected her. She said, I don't really, you know, this, as soon as I heard annuity, you know, I don't, I'm not really sure why, but I knew maybe I didn't want to do that. And it was, yeah. you know, like a nine-year surrender period product, right? Right, and it was not a very good one considering, you know, the other options that are out there. But it's still probably not the right choice for her. And for that type of product, you want a very financially strong company. And the one she was with uh, could have been better. So, so Sandy, I mean, what – go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you please. Well, I was, I was just going to say uh, – Scams against older people are so prevalent, not only financial services is one part, but it can be people who are looking for uh, vulnerable individuals. And the studies of elder financial abuse, really the victim tends to be an older woman living alone uh, who is in their 80s. And so it might be someone who comes into the house and says, you need to have your house painted, and then pieces the joint and steals something. Uh, you know, we, we heard of the sweetheart scam, and maybe you have run into this where... I think, actually, I think Rob has perpetrated a couple of them back, <laughs> back in his younger, more dashing days. 
a nice, beautiful young woman is on the arm of one of your clients, and he says, I want to transfer my assets to Mary, and... You know, what do you do as an advisor? Because I know you have a confidential agreement with your client. So it does begin to get tricky. And um, family members are sometimes the perpetrators, which is hard to believe, because I think, by and large, family uh, is the very good protection. But when studies are done, they do show that you have children who may have had some difficulties or fights among siblings or a nephew who has suddenly come into the picture and starts befriending his, his uh, elderly aunt. And, uh, so that, that's, and a, that's a great question, if I may. You know, what do you do? Because that really goes to the heart of our duty to clients and, and also our ethical and, and legal obligations. Um, yeah. the, I think, too, you know, uh, Dr. Jeff to be. Uh, that is one area that the patient is waiting. And I think it's so important early on, whether it's some kind of agreement or a conversation, to get people engaged in this because from an older person's perspective, the break Any idea what that is? Is that the phone? That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Sounds like a hospital. Yeah. Uh, let's let's kind of guess what we got to come into the break. So let's kind of just uh, roll through it, and then we'll see if we can cure the uh, the annoying beep. But what you know, what do you do if you know if we have you know, the, the 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 scenario that you suggested? We have you know uh, our client coming in. Maybe he's a widower, a million dollars invested with us, with the uh, the thirty year old on his arm, saying, "I'd like to transfer all my assets to Matilda." You know, which uh, what is apparently you know abusive. It's his money, though. The kids aren't going to be happy about it. And that's a pretty, that's an ethical thicket um, in a compliance thicket. You know, what, what, you know, what is the research showing about how advisors should behave in situations like that? Or is there any doctor? Well, I, I would say that this is an area that needs to have a lot of attention paid to it because there's so many advisors on the firing line. So first of all, a good advisor isn't going to just transfer the money. Uh, you can take it as far as the courts, every or uh, administration uh, of your state. So there is adult protective services departments in the state level as well as local levels where you can report these crimes uh, as an anonymous person. But protocols might be to call the family if you have permission to do that in advance. And I think that would be my call to action to get people to think about this even if they don't want to because Alzheimer's is the most feared disease. I think that older people are scared of it and they don't want to admit that they have it many times because it might mean to them being admitted to a nursing home. And so it's often hard to bring up, but when someone's healthy, that's the time to do it. And probably easy to ra- and probably easy to rationalize away. Well, as we take down to the break here, folks, in the final 15 seconds of this segment, uh, we'll continue this very fascinating and news you could use discussion after the break. Stay with the Camarda Wealth Leaders and the most charming and enlightened Dr. Sandra Timmerman of uh, the PhD from Columbia University. 
We'll be back right after the break. Stay with us. You're listening to the Camarda Brothers, plus the Antlin Rob, on WER Wealth Education Radio. Better planning, better wealth, better wealth, better life. Tell your friends about the Camarda Wealth Ladies right here on this station. This show is recorded, but you have questions to be answered privately or on the air if you wish, or want free reports or other educational materials, uh, call 888-CAMARDA, that's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A.